the judgment seat of Christ. Last Sunday, if you're here, we talked about eternal judgment. And so in a little while, I'll be giving to you the comparison or at least the differences of these two judgments that were written in the Bible, the Word of God. Last Sunday, we talked about in Revelations, the eternal judgment. And tonight, we'll talk about the judgment seat of Christ. Now, there are, these are two judgments that are important for us to know. However, this time it would be given to us by the Apostle Paul in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 16 to 18, and uh, chapter 5, verses 1 to 10. But the Apostle Paul will also write about this judgment seat in other uh, epistles that he would write. And that he also wrote, like in Romans chapter 14, verse 10, he would also talk about there, about judging one another. So be careful if we judge one another because all of us will one day also be judged. You know? And uh, we will also come face to face. And let me just read to you uh, Romans chapter 14, verse 10. But you, why do you judge your brother or you again, why do you regard your brother with contempt? For we will all stand before the judgment seat of God. We will all stand in the judgment seat of God. And so the context here is he's talking to uh, fellow believers of Christ. That as a believer of Christ, we will all stand in front of Jesus Christ as the judge in this judgment seat. And so the Apostle Paul will also write about this in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 13 to 15. But our focus is on 2 Corinthians. Now, after Paul wrote a strong rebuking letter against the Corinthians, you know, the Corinthians, they're all they're, they're wonderfully gifted. But even if they're wonderfully gifted, they would still fight against each other. And so the Apostle Paul will, will rebuke them not only of their tolerance of evil as they would not uh, rebuke one of the, the members of this Corinthian church who is grossly sinning, uh, is grossly immoral, and they have, they have tolerated this person. And not only as a rebuke, for their tolerance of evil, but also their lack of unity. And so this is the, the letter where we can read the love, the love uh, passage sometimes or maybe most of the time used in weddings. You know, like love is kind, love is gentle. You know, and then the Apostle Paul will rebuke them that even if you have these different gifts and abilities to do great miracles and great work if you don't have what love we are nothing we can be compared to a clanging cymbals that is just making noise and so if if we can do such things if we don't have love then we are bankrupt we are nothing and so paul would write them first corinthians but he would later on also write a second letter to them so the second letter was gentler in tone, and uh, this is more encouraging. Some theologians would even call this 
as the, the one of the, the, the letters where the Apostle Paul would, would reveal his, 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 his sufferings. And so he would open up his life to them. And he would tell them of the many, many uh, times that he almost got killed as he would serve, as he would, as he would minister, as he would go from one place to another sharing the word of God. And so this letter, he would share his obstacles, he would share his tribulations, he would share his hardships that he faced as he did missions, as he shared the gospel to other areas. And he would also give us the why, as he would also give to the Corinthians, the, the recipients, the original recipients of this letter, the why he would continue to serve God even in the midst, uh, even if he would face how would he continue? Why would he continue? Even if there's, there are threats in his life, his very own life. And why did he continue to serve God? Well, we will see the answer uh, in a little while. And so he continued to serve God, not only for the spiritual benefit of the Corinthians and the other people he ministered to, he would explain to them why you and I should also do the same. Why, why should we serve God? Why should we continue to serve God even if we will experience rejection, even if we will face difficulties and trials and hardships along the way? Now, Paul considered his suffering, which almost got him killed, as Something that is light. Parang wala lang. And momentary. Parang, parang, ano lang to, sandali lang tong pain na to, sandali lang tong suffering na to, baliwala ito. It is of no comparison. Can you say that, that those two words, no comparison? Sabi natin sabay-sabay, one, two, three, go. No comparison. Walang, hindi mo to maikukumpara. Wala ito. No? Sa, saan? Itong mga troubles ito, these troubles, it is of no comparison for the glory. Not of God's glory, but of the glory that outweighs these troubles. What is this glory in small letter G? I hope you will not miss this glory as we would uh, uh, go into it much deeper as we continue. So why did Paul consider his terrible sufferings as light? Bakit para sa kanya kahit uh, binugbog na siya, kahit pinagtangkaan na siyang patayin, o kahit uh, mamatay, matay na siya along the way, why would he consider this as something that is momentary and light? Shouldn't he describe the sufferings as terrible? As, as in, grabe yung, grabe yung pinagdaanan ko. Ayoko na, I quit. Hindi na, hindi na, tama na. Tumigil na ako. Yes, he could, but he did not. The reason being, he saw eternity. And that is the glory that he was meaning and then he was alluding to. Compared to the hardship that he experienced during that time, 
to the glory, to the eternal life that He has, it's no comparison. Nothing will compare to that. And so, it was God who gave this eternal perspective to Paul. God gave Paul this eternal perspective. I like to believe that a true believer who has repented of his or her sins and has come to the Lord in faith and believe in Christ as Lord and Savior, who has now a personal relationship with Jesus, the Lord changes that person's perspective from a temporal one to eternal one. I remember when I was, well, basically, I grew up in the Christian faith, but along the way, I stumbled and fell, and I turned my back from, from the Lord. And so I, I, I journeyed, I walked uh, according to my own will, not according to God's will, just like the prodigal son. The prodigal son, hiningi yung mana sa kanyang tatay, no, ako nang bahala sa buhay ko, uh, Give me freedom, give me my mana. And so he wasted no, his life, actually his, his, the resources of his father until he realized that this is not the life that he deserves. No, and that this is not the life that he wants. And so he realized that he needs his father. And so just like the, the prodigal son, I, I went on my own way away from God and only by God's grace that he allowed me to be called back into his to his presence and to, his, to a loving relationship and I believe that on that moment when I fully surrendered my life when I repented of my sins the Lord changed as well my perspective in life Two weeks ago, I received, oh, uh, I mean, uh, two months ago, I received this invitation to go to Cagayan de Oro and to just uh, give a five-day lecture to these uh, students. And so, many, many years ago, if you ask my, uh, ask my wife, if I would receive an invitation such as like that, uh, the first thing that I would say to my wife or, or tell my wife is that I'll be going there because it's an opportunity to earn. But the Lord changed my perspective in life from a temporal one to something like eternal. And so when I received that call, I said to my wife, I'm going to say yes to this invitation. So sabi ng wife ko, di ba hindi ka na tumatanggap ng mga out of town na mga invitations na ganyan? Sabi ko, no, because this time I will have an opportunity to share the gospel. That's a change of perspective. A change of mind. And so God gave Paul this eternal perspective. And so God changed Paul. You know, remember si Paul before he met Christ personally, you know, in that road called Emmaus. You know, he would persecute Christians. And one of the Christians that he personally saw the persecution was that of Stephen's. And so God changed Paul's mind. Not anymore focusing on the present difficulties because these difficulties are just light 
and momentary compared to the eternal life, the glory that he will have after that life. So naalala ko one time yung isang pasyente, sabi niya, Doc, masakit yan, di ba? Masakit magpa-opera. Oo, pero sandali lang yung pain yan. Compared to the relief that you will experience if we will remove this stone, this, this stone that has, this, is causing trouble in your gallbladder. Oh, so imagine mo, compared mo yung, yung, uh, yung, yung pain-free, yung relief niyan, na mawawala, no? mawawala yung pain after experiencing a short period of anxiety and also pain. And so God gave Paul this eternal perspective. So I hope you don't miss that because it is God who gives this eternal perspective. God gives this, God gave this to Paul and God gives this to everyone who would listen and who would listen to Paul as Paul would share this even to us. And so this eternal perspective, one of the things that I firmly believe, one of the things that would separate a believer from a non-believer or a self-confessing believer or a, a person who claims to be a believer is this, an eternal perspective. Uh, ito, yung, ito yung isa sa mga nagsiseparate. Ito yung mga masasabi natin mark or, or sabihin natin sign that you are really indeed a believer of Christ if you have an eternal perspective in life. And so this is a good time to assess ourselves or to evaluate ourselves. Am I a true believer of Christ? Because if you say you are, then you must also have an eternal perspective. Now, Paul did not lose heart even if his body might die. He did not quit. He did not stop. Why? Because he saw his inner person renewed every day. Now, Paul looked forward to his eternal home in Christ. Yun yung isang nakatulong sa kanya. Uh, yung, yung, yung temple na to, tong tent na to that we have right now, kasi he was a tent maker, and so he would know uh, yung, yung dilemma ng mga repairs ng tent. No, siguro isang malakas ng nahangin, isang malakas ng nabagyo would, would destroy a part or, or a hole of this tent. And so he would repair this, and he would know that this tent is temporary. And, and even if he would repair this, there will come a time that this tent will again be destroyed. However, Paul looked forward to his eternal home in Christ. Although his temporal body was depreciating, he knew of the eternal dwelling place. Shall we go back to the passage that we have just read in 2 Corinthians? Uh, yes. Uh, it says here in in uh, Second Corinthians chapter four, verse sixteen. Therefore, we do not lose heart, but though our outer man is decaying. So, tingnan yung apo yung katabi ninyo kung uh, that outer man is decaying. <laughs> uh, decaying, no? so something to do with old age. 
aging. Kanina, we, we, we asked those who are celebrating their birthday to come here in front. No, next year, we'll ask them again by November uh, to come here in front. And so they would have aged by one year. But every day, no, we age. Uh, and we, we go to that. We, we, we come close and we come nearer to that day where our life would eventually end. And so, though our outer man is decaying, yet our inner man is being renewed day by day. So he saw his inner person renewed every day. So how do we, how do, we do this in our life? How, how, how can we focus on, on being reminded that our inner person is renewed every day? So sa application nga, nakalagay dyan, di ba, sa mga ano natin, mga bulletin natin. We must not lose heart, but instead renew our spiritual self daily. Our sufferings that arose from serving Him are nothing compared to the eternal reward in store for us. So how do we do this exactly? How do we, how do we keep on reminding ourselves on a day-to-day basis that even though our outer person is decaying, as I look closely on, on, my, on my head, no, I feel that I'm starting to experience yung ano, parang, parang ano, luminipis na yung buhok ko. Ha. At parang pumuputi-puti na ang konti dito sa sideburns ko. Ha. Parang uh, uh, my children would often say, Dad, may puting buhok ka na. Uh, they, they said this many years ago. And now they're saying, Dad, madami ng puting buhok nakikita namin. And so, uh, how, how can we remind ourselves that we are being renewed on a day-to-day basis? Well, the perspective is like this. On the outer, we are coming close to our death, right? But if you would look closely, every day we are coming close to that day where we will be in heaven with the Lord. So it's, it's a matter of perspective. How do you look at life? Palapit na ba yung, ano, yung uh, kamatayan natin? O palapit na yung eternal life in heaven? And so if you focus on that, if you focus, oh, every day, although I'm nearing my, 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 the end of my life, Oh, that's uh, good news because that's all, that also means that I'm also nearing the time that I will be in heaven. Another w- way to renew our spiritual lives on a day-to-day basis is to really cultivate it. Uh, it has something to do with spiritual growth. Can you say spiritual growth? Uh, this is another... <laughs> Another words that are really connected with eternal perspective, spiritual growth. Yung mga nanay dito, yung mga tatay dito, I'm sure you have that instinct with your children like me, na alagaan sila, pakainin sila, knowing that by feeding them, by, by nurturing them, by taking care of them, by providing for their needs, they would physically grow. It's an in, it's instinct, parang it's natural. And then, there would come a time na nung tayo ay mga bata, di ba, we're dependent on our, excuse me, we're dependent on our parents no, for feeding. 
uh, kaya napapaburp ako. And so, they were dependent on, on them, but there would come a time na we will realize na, na in, by instinct na we need to survive and we need to eat, we need to sleep, and we need to grow as well. We need to finish our studies, we need to work, we need to earn, etc., etc. And so it becomes ingrained in us. So everything that we do are now focused or are now aligned as parents in cultivating our children and nurturing our children so that they will grow. And so once we are now grown-ups, our, our time, our resources, our energies are now focused on surviving, on growing in our career, in our family, in our ministry, in our business. We want to grow. It's a, it's a, natural, it's a natural reaction. It's a natural instinct, which I also believe should be natural with regard to spiritual growth. If, if, if it's natural for us to feed ourselves, to, to, to be ingrained in ourselves na, ah, kailangan kong mag-grow sa career. Kailangan kong mag-grow physically. No, kailangan kong mag-grow emotionally or, or mag-mature. Then it must also be instinct. It must also be natural for us as Christians, as believers, to want to desire to grow spiritually. And so how do we grow spiritually? Well, Jesus said, man doesn't live by bread alone. So we need spiritual feeding. We need to, to read the word of God. So at first, we need to be fed, we need to be taught, we need to learn from others, we need to listen, we need to attend Sunday after Sunday, being fed. But there must come a time in our life that we should be able to read on our own, to study on our own, to meditate, to reflect, and to learn on our own. Such is the process, such is the, is the, the life of a Christian. Now, at first, we are dependent on others. Yes, totoo yun, kaya nga we have growth groups. Now, the, the, the growth groups are, are meant for for those who are wanting to grow spiritually. Of course, kasama na din doon yung physical growth kasi we, it comes with eating, no? it comes with, with feeding, it comes with, with sharing food. But more than the physical growth, it's our aim, it's our, it's our desire to grow spiritually. So it must be natural for us. So if it's natural for us, oh tara, kain tayo ng healthy food tonight. Kain tayo sa ganitong restaurant o kain tayo sa ganitong uh, lugar kasi healthy yung food doon, etc., etc. It should be natural for us in the morning or any time of the day to let, ah, let us feed, let us, let us read, let us study the Word of God at least on a day-to-day -day basis. And that is part of eternal perspective. Why? What's the reason, Doc? Bakit kailangan natin pag-aralan? Kailangan natin basahin yung Bible cover to cover? Bakit kailangan natin makinig? Bakit kailangan natin pag-aralan? Why? So that one day, if someone tells you something, something uh, like you need to believe this, uh, or you need to 
do this. Oh, take a muna. You, I, you now have these filters. You now have, you, because, because you have learned from the, the word of God. You, you know how to handle these things. And so some of them may teaching you false doctrines. And so you will not easily fall in their schemes. Now, if you'll be tempted, if you'll be tempted to do something, no, oh, teka muna, natutunan ko last Sunday, kanina lang, natutunan ko that, ano pala, si God pala nire-record lahat ng ginagawa ko, and so this will be recorded one day, or will be revealed one day, as this is been rec- being recorded. Oh, sabi sa Bible na, uh, we will reap what we saw. And so if I do this, uh, I, I, I will reap also, something like this, it might be something that will harm me or hurt me or harm others. It could, be, it could lead to a negative consequence and I might suffer for the rest of my life. Kasi yung sinasabi dito na suffering is not the suffering because of our foolishness. No, you will not get a reward. You will not, that, you will not get these this, this rewards out of suffering because of our foolishness. It's suffering because of serving God and not because of self-service. And so it will give you now the strength when the trial would come, when the temptation would come, and, and you will be anchored on the solid ground, on the solid foundation. Why? Because you read the Bible, you listened, and you obeyed. That's the importance of that. And so spiritual growth is very, very important. Uh, not only the physical growth, but spiritual growth. And that is part of having an eternal mindset. And so that one day, you and I will be able to share the gospel to others. And so that others too will share and make disciples as well. Paul looked forward to his eternal home in Christ. Although his temporal body was depreciating, he knew of the eternal dwelling place. He knew of this eternal dwelling place. And as we go back to the passage in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, where we have left or we have uh, uh, read a while ago, for momentary, verse 17, light affliction is producing for us an eternal weight of glory, eternal weight of glory far beyond all comparisons. <laughs> far beyond all comparisons. So pagsamasamahin mo daw yung, yung mga temporal na, na pleasure that you will experience in this life, it will not compare to the eternal glory in heaven. So if you're thinking out of this 30 minutes of pleasure or this one hour of watching pornography or being or, 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 or committing an adulterous act or being involved in premarital sex, sex outside marriage, and so, you, you compare this, this temporary pleasure to eternal pleasure in heaven. Nothing will compare. It will not be of 
comparison. For momentary light affliction, if it's an affliction, is producing for us an eternal weight of glory. Now, it's dif difficult to define glory. Because it is something to do with God. But it's, it's really hard to, to define glory in our, in our human terms. And so one way to quantify and to be able to understand glory is weights. Value. Putting in weight on it. Putting in value on it. And so if you compare the weight of the glory in heaven compared to the weight of temporal things on earth, it is of no comparison. And this is what motivates Paul to serve. Now, while we look not at the things which are seen, which is usually mostly temporal, but at the things which are not seen, for the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. And then he would continue in chapter 5. For we know that if the earthly tent, which is our house, is torn down, we have a building from God, a house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. So he looked forward in that eternal home. So the question is, are we looking forward to our eternal home or do we consider this earth? Our permanent home. Uh, recently, I received a sad news that, you know, we are doing several for several years already. We're doing missions in Kolongkogong. Kolongkogong is uh, uh, beside Tugawe in Karamoan. So, if you've been to Tugawe, or if you know Tugawe, there's a poor village beside it where. Uh, we are able to do missions uh, because of some uh, pastor missionaries from the U.S. Uh, who uh, one day, uh, uh, Pastor David, he, was, he conducted a, a, he officiated a wedding of one of his wife's relatives there in Tugawe. So after the wedding, the next day, I think, they were able to go around. And one of the things that they saw was this poor village. And so they were, they were burdened as a couple, as a, as a, as a family uh, to help this village. But they didn't know how. And so for, because of God's providence, they were able to come here. And they attended one morning service. And according to Pastor David, I uh, was the one preaching. And I preached on uh, being compassion, to having this compassion being compassionate to others. And so God spoke to him clearly. And he heard God say to him, according to him, and, 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 and revealing to him how he would be able to help this village. So he came up with a missions team. So one, one, one time, so he challenged the church to donate. And then they, they, they gave this, this donation, mga, mga things no, na hindi na ginagamit doon sa kanila. And they were able to give this to this town. And so almost every year, they have an opportunity to come here to visit that, that place. And so this December 1 to 4, we'll be able to go to that 
village once more. You know, when I was there many months ago, this summer, we conducted a medical mission. One of the patients there whom I saw was a, a, a man who had a terminal liver cancer. So I'd advised him to come to Naga for further treatment, but because of you know, resources or lack of resources, uh, he wasn't able. So last few days ago, I heard that he was admitted at BMC in, in, a, in, a, in a bad condition. So I went to BMC and I was able to visit him and reaffirm to him the gospel that he had heard when we were there. And so uh, two days after our meeting, he died. And so yes, it's a sad story, but because I believe personally that he believed in Christ as Lord and Savior, then he has now this eternal home in Christ. Because his earthly tent, the one, the, the physical body that he had, it's gone. But one day, it will be restored to him. And he will, he, he will have a glorified body once more. And so, Paul looked forward to his eternal home in Christ, that although his temporal body was depreciating, he knew of that eternal dwelling place. So we should live according to God's will and according to God's ways, always striving to please him. This should be every true believer's desire. What do, the, what do you desire? What do we desire? Do we desire to please God or do we desire to please men? Because if we please men and men would applaud us or men would praise us or men would congratulate us or men would look high upon us or men would would even uh, would even shake our hands we have received reward already but that's just a temporal reward as well but if we do things that are eternal we will have eternal rewards as well our desire to please him should be the result of our obedience of his word despite of the different challenges that we face now in the final part paul would make it his goal to please god why because he knew that he shall as all true believers would appear before the judgment seat of christ now there are two judgments uh, eternal judgment the great white throne this is for those who rejected Christ, those who did not believe in Him. And there would be a judgment seat of Christ. This is also known as the Bema, B-E-M-A, or sometimes known as the B-I-M-A, Bema. So the Bema, or the Bema, parehas lang pronunciation, whether it's E or I, that this judgment seat has something to do with the Roman rulers would stand on a platform higher than this perhaps and uh, in that platform they would award those who would win 
after careful scrutiny of those athletes who have faithfully obeyed the rules and have won and, and who have uh, defeated, uh, in, the, in that sense, other uh, athletes or other competitors, they would receive a wreath, uh, a laurel wreath, and they would receive that reward. And so as a metaphor, as a way of showing and being able to understand this kind of reward that Jesus Christ will also do and have for the believers, he would say of this judgment seat. And so in verse 9, we go to verse 9. In verse 9, therefore, we also have as our ambition, whether at home or absent, to be pleasing to him. Why? For we must all appear, verse 10, before the judgment seat of Christ. So here he's talking again of we, not of him as a we, or not of we as their team, but as of we as believers. So if you say that you are a believer, then you will also participate in this judgment seat of Christ. Ang medyo hindi lang maganda rito is yung judgment na word. Because the judgment is always connected with something that is close to punishment. But the judgment here is different because it's a reward kind of judgment. And so we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ. So here's the difference. The great white throne is a judgment for all unbelievers. The judgment seat of Christ, the bima, is a judgment. It's a rewarding for the believers. So if, if you are a believer, you're exempted to this great white throne judgment. And if you are an unbeliever, you will not obviously face Jesus in this judgment seat of Christ. He's talking here of the believers. Now, in terms of time or place, well, the Bible is silent on this. Uh, but I'm sure it will happen before the great white throne judgment. In terms of place, it will also be out there in the heavenlies. But in terms of the judge, it will also be Christ, the one sitting on the throne. And those who will be judged, the basis of their judgment would be the books. And if their names are not written on the book of life, their judgment will be they will be thrown into the lake of fire. Okay, well, those who are believers, uh, the basis of their judgment will be the deeds in this body. And so that each one may be recompensed. The word recompense has something to do with compensation. It has something to do with reward in some translation. And may be rewarded for his deeds in the body. How? According to what he has done. The word he here is not gender specific. It's not only for the males, but it's also for he as in man, as in everyone. And that he or she, according to what he or she has done. And now listen to this, whether good or bad. Now, I hope you're not seeing there whether good or evil or good or sin. This is not about doing what is good and doing what is sin because those who are, uh, those who are sinful and sinners, no, because they, they don't have Christ in their life, and so 
God sees them as sinners. And so they will be judged and they will be punished and will be thrown into the lake of fire. But for those who would face Christ in this bima, our deeds will still be reviewed. What's the difference? Now, dito sa great white throne, there is shame. There is shame. No? Bakit mo ginawa yan? Or ginawa mo pala yan? And there will be regret. Now, in this judgment, there is no shame. Everyone is happy. You're in heaven. So, however, the bad would mean the unworthy things that we did. Not really evil because they're all forgiven. So, remember, God sees us. The God sees us as forgiven already. So, when we face God, we are reconciled with Him through the blood of Christ, through Christ. And so, God is not looking anymore at our being evil or sinfulness. But what he will reveal to us and to everyone on that, on that awarding ceremony would be the things that we did that are worthy and those that are not. And so the things that are worthy will be rewarded. While those things that are not, I think this is what the Apostle Paul was alluding to in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 13 to 15, that our deeds will pass through a fire. And so everything will be revealed in that fire. And so those, the things that we did that are unworthy, useless, walang, walang pakinabang, will not be rewarded. But those things that we did, out of service, I believe, to Him will be rewarded. Dito ngayon papasok yung yung tinatanong ako, Doc, paano naman yung mga ano, the last minute, last minute, mamamatay na sila, tapos nasiran sila ng gospel, tapos nagrepent sila ng kasalanan nila, and they, they, they place their faith on Christ. How are they? Well, they are saved. Praise God. Because salvation is for all. But I'm not sure if they will receive a reward. Because they will not have time anymore for good deeds for God and for others. Remember the, the two thieves that were on the cross beside Christ. Sabi nung isa, sige nga, kung talagang Diyos ka, ipakawalan mo kami dito, powerful ka naman. But the other trusted him and said, Lord, don't forget me. Don't forget me when you go to paradise. Okay, right now I say to you, you are with me in paradise. Oh, wala nang baptism, no? wala nang discipleship, wala nang opportunity to praise and worship, to go to church, for growth group, wala na, no? But he was saved. Yes, such is the power of God to save. However, there would be no rewards in heaven. I have my students, and uh, during this time, this is the time of second sem na, no? tapos na po yung second sem, and they now, they're enrolling for the, I mean, first sem, they're now enrolling for the second sem. 
And uh, some of them, uh, pasang awa. Pasang awa. So, iba masaya na, yes, pasang, pasado, pasang awa, 75. No, Tapos nalaman ko, hindi pala 75 yung passing rate, 80 pala yung passing rate. And so, I have to tell these students to get another exam, a remedial exam. No? So, yung iba masaya na, makagraduate lang. Pero, iba yung feeling pag tinawag ka and you are commended and you are given a medal and you are awarded and you are crowned. So, versus, yung iba masaya, masaya, no? nasa langit tayo, eh, no? masaya yon Pero, mas masaya siguro for those who have served God faithfully. And so, my friends, Brothers and sisters, Paul made it his goal to please God because he knew that he shall, as all true believers, all of us would appear before the judgment seat of Christ. What will you get on that day? I'm excited. I'm excited to see what you will get, what I will get, what we will all get. So let us have an eternal mindset. God is a good God. Sipin natin, ganun ba si God? Yes, He's a fair God. Look beyond the temporal and into the eternal. Why? Because we shall all face the judgment seat of Christ. Everything we did, good or bad, will be judged. I'll end with this story. Last Sunday, uh, after the, the service, uh, the next day, one of the brothers who attended the service talked to me and shared this story to me. Sabi niya, Doc, alam mo na convict ako dun sa, sa message mo last night. Bakit po? Yeah, it's about eternal perspective and it's about uh, being recorded yung mga ginagawa natin, yung mga sinasabi natin, and these good things, if they're good or bad, will be rewarded one day. And so, uh, ano pong ibig niyong sabihin? Kasi Doc, uh, several days ago, may tumawag sa akin, elder ng church, humihingi ng advice about their property sa Boracay. And uh, by the way, when he shared this to me, he, he said to me, you can share this also to others. So I was given the permission to share this. So sabi ng elder sa kanya, uh, uh, Kuya, ano bang gagawin ko dito sa, ano, sa property na to sa Boracay? Malaking property. Uh, maganda sana tong parking space. Uh, kaso maraming mga puno. Kaya lang pagka mga ganito kailang bayaran yung DNR para alam mo yon para silang magputol etc etc hindi pa ng permit etc etc so matagal na process baka gumastos pa ako so, so anong anong sa tingin mo pwede kong gawin sabi ni sabi nito nakausap ko <laughs> tatawa siya mo doc kaya sinasabi ko to sa iyo gusto ko mag-confess kasi ang advice ko sabi ko ba naman Christian to ha elder to ha ako Christian din ako ha sabi ko ba naman putulin niya pa unti-unti yung puno Para hanggang paunti-unti, hanggang parang nawala na lang, and then pwede na sigurong patungan ng simento. Tapos, sabi niya, alam mo, ito, ito yung matindi dito, Doc. Alam mo, sabi nung elder, sabi ba naman, ginawa ko na yan, kuya. Kaya, tinan mo, Doc, ha, isipin mo, pare kaming Christian, parehas kaming nagsiserve sa Lord, matagal na, pero tinan mo naman yung ganito pa rin yung ano namin, yung perspective namin. And so he needed to confess that to me and sabi ko sa kanya, bro, hayaan mo na, yung kinonfess mo sa akin ngayon yan, pag pinlay ulit to one day sa judgment seat, 
kasama na to yung nag-confess ka. And so it will not be shameful and it will not be regretful on that day. So brothers and sisters, this is the time to serve God while you still can. Serving God doesn't involve you serving Him not only in the church. It can extend to the community. It can extend to your family. It can extend to your loved ones. It can extend outside the church. But it's good to serve God in church. This is a good training ground to serve others. That is a good training ground. So this is where you will develop patience, you know, perseverance, self-control, gentleness, kindness. Remember, one day we will be in front of Christ. What will we get in the things that we did on this earth? Paul was motivated to serve God and to see his challenges, his difficulties as light and momentary. No comparison with the reward in heaven. It is my prayer that this will be your perspective as well from now on. And this will motivate you to continue to serve God. Serve your family as a good father, as a good mother, as a good child. Serve your community as a good citizen. And hopefully extend that to the church where you can serve your brother and your sister as a brother and a sister as well. Shall we all stand? Our Heavenly Father, we are thankful because you are not only a just God that you will punish those who would harden their hearts to your Son, Jesus Christ, But you are also a loving Father, a merciful Father, a gracious Father who would reward us for every good deeds that we will do here on earth. It could be to our family, our loved ones, our friends, our church, our community, our country. It could be, Lord, as general as doing something good to a stranger. Perhaps it would be sharing your word to them. Perhaps it could be sharing the gospel so that they too will receive eternal life in heaven. Lord, forgive us. Maybe some of us here Dapat sa amin, nagtuturo na kami by this time. We are already, should be able to share the gospel already by this time. Lord, some of us should be teachers already. We should be disciples already. Forgive us, Lord, if we have neglected you and your words. And we have focused on temporal things that would benefit only us and not your kingdom, not your people, and not you as our king, as our Lord. Forgive us, Lord. Lord, continue to renew our minds, our perspectives in life, that we would see the most valuable things, yung mga bagay, Lord, na may bigat, na may timbang, 
things that are good, eternal, and lasting. And Lord, teach us on how to do these things according to your will, according to your way. Continue, Lord, to minister to us and give us that encouragement tonight, that hope that it is by your grace that we can do this. Out of our own strength, we cannot, but because of you living in us and through us, we can do this. And so, Lord, one day when we meet you personally, face to face, we will not only hear a welcome in heaven, but we will receive a crown that we cannot even understand at this time. But one day, Lord, we will know. And one day we will enjoy for eternity. Would it be our loved one? Would it be our friends? Would it be our office mates, our partners, our business partners, our, our, our neighbors? That would be our reward. We don't know. But it's a reward from you. And anything from you, Lord, we would accept. And we will be thankful. So grant us, Lord, the courage. Grant us, Lord, the boldness and the confidence to do good and great things for you. That even if we suffer doing these things, we will see it as light and momentary and of no comparison to the eternal life and the rewards that we have in you. In Jesus' name. Bless my brothers and sisters as we go out from this place, our businesses, our work, our studies, our school, the works of our hands, our families, the, our ministry, that we will continue to be a blessing to many this week. In Jesus' name, amen.